Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 40th episode. I hope you've all had a good month. This month, we've got, I've got two co-hosts. I'm not going to say I've got a guest and a co-host. I've got Ian. Ian, my regular co-host. Ian, Ian, how are you? Uh, How's how's your life been over the last couple of weeks? Oh, um, lots of decorating, John. Uh, We've been doing the outside of our house. So between the bad weather and the really hot weather, We've been trying to decorate the outside. Just about got there, I think. You're living the dream there, aren't you? Living the dream, you know. Yes, yes. Painting clothes on even now. (laughs) Poised to go outside. Oh, we just thought you'd look summery down south where it's raining up north. But no, it's it's your decorating clothes, is it? (laughs) Painting clothes on. (laughs) Good. And my second co-host is, you might remember from the past, Andy. So welcome, Andy, to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Hi, good morning, John and Ian. So, Andy, more than people will remember, Andy, you posted the first 18 GPS training podcasts along by my side. He was the on the first ever GPS training podcast, and uh, yeah, you were you were a tech guy on um, on 18 episodes. We're 40 in now, Andy. Look at that, God, it's cheaper as a so long time ago. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You'll also know Andy if you'd listen to the online resource. He's done a lot of the videos for the online resource. So if you'd listen to um, the the uh, yeah the videos for the 66S and also for the got uh, the top tip ones and also for the base camp ones and all the sat map ones yeah yeah andy here from gps training <laughs> so, <laughs> so people think they know you andy because they the hear you and the yes. voice of the uh, the they training. still write to you andy they still write to you <laughs> dear andy <laughs> I know they don't know. They don't know. I haven't but... received any royalties yet. <laughs> so, Andy, lucky. what have you been up to then over the last, um, well, the last year and a half? Is since yeah, a year and a half is uh, yeah. not too much detail, I suppose, because it's, it's yeah, very no, eventful time. B- busy, busy. I mean, I still, you know, the job. I, I still do a job that's technical support, and I still seem to help all my neighbours and friends, whether it be tech on. Computers, iPads, they're running watches, hiking watches, GPSs. Can't get away from it because everyone knows what I used to do. So still a lot of that. Um, One of the main things I've done over the last year and a half is I took up running because I've always been a keen cyclist and hiker. Um, and I started running. So Fantastic. It's been interesting there to become a runner after so many years. And I must say to the listeners, he's not lost his knowledge. Actually, I sat him down this morning, asked him three questions before quarter <laughs> to eight this morning <laughs> that I'd been struggling with the customers. I thought, oh, I'll get the knowledge off him. And there he was, and he knew off the top of his head. I expect never, nothing never less. Never lose it, but of course, so. I use all the products still. So. Right. so, without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. In this month's podcast, we have a chat with Andy about how he's using a watch a lot for varied activities, which is cycling, running, walking, and how he uses Garmin devices as a family, because he's got a wife and a daughter as well. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions. Ian gets asked why supporting our customers. So, as I've just said, the first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a chat with Andy about how he's using Garmin watches, handhelds, and the sorts of activities. I'm going to, Ian, you just vent in as well. Venting, that's not a very good term, is it? But if you want to add anything to the discussion, because uh, I, I, uh, I know uh, you and Carol, your wife, also use um, Phoenixes. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so. We do. So for mainly for walking, but I think you have been cycling a little bit. Have you yeah, lockdown, the it? lockdown got us back out. Got finally managed to get Carol back out on her bike. So we've done been doing quite a bit of cy- cycling with them, and it's yeah, 
They're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, Andy, you've been using many for cy- well, cycling, running, walking, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, um, what I've found, that the watches I've used, uh, the two Garmin watches that I've used, just for many activities, um, they're not just, you, you don't just pigeonhole the watches into, I've only got the watch, or the type of watches that I'm using, which we'll talk about. It's not a case of, oh, it's only for running, it's only for cycling, etc. Um Running's probably the main thing I've been using it for in the last year, which has been great. That's been a new activity for us. But since the lockdown and everything that's happened uh, as a family, because even my me, me eight-year-old's got a Garmin watch, uh, it's been using it just to keep us all motivated and looking at the, the fitness side and the steps that we do and sharing that information. And the same with a couple of friends, I share information so we can keep each other motivated to see what we're doing. So this is the challenge that you have within the Connect app, is that how you're doing it? Is you, it, it? Within there, you can challenge other people, can't you? And bring people into that group, can't you? And analyse yeah, how they're I mean, all doing. what I do, I mean, with my little girl, she's got one of the little uh, junior Garmin watches, uh-huh. so she doesn't use the Connect app. It's just a case of steps uh, with my little girl. But I know, you know, we got her the watch for our birthday, and within the first couple of hours i think she'd done ten thousand steps she was so excited to you know got this watch like mommy and daddy and mm-hmm. we can see how many steps we're doing and to be honest it keeps her motivated where with everything that's been going on the kids have had it like everyone probably found it hard and she's had those moments where she's sitting what you know on the ipad too long or whatever she's mm-hmm. got and you're trying to get her outside and all it takes is how many steps have you done today <gasps> i've only done so many yeah, yeah, and the yeah. next thing you know we're out on a walk uh-huh. um you know outside so to me it, it, it does help motivate uh-huh. you know just by looking at the steps and comparing your steps with your friends and uh-huh. family um what you mentioned about the connect app um that john's talking about what i do with the connect app with my wife and a few of my friends a lot of people mightn't realize this you can add connections who have got a garmin product and, and no doubt using the garmin connect app and you can set challenges to each other or simply just if your friends are happy to do this and share the information you can check what have your friends done yesterday mm-hmm. oh they've been on a walk they've been on a run how many steps have they done and we sort of motivate each other by mm-hmm. looking at that information mm-hmm. on the connect app that we're all sharing mm-hmm. Ian we've talked about this in the past haven't we you know I've tried to encourage Ian to come into a little group and we have a bit of a competition but he's not <laughs> having it are you Ian? <laughs> well we decided John I think that because I'm retired and you're not you would you you could struggle on the on the daily steps i oh. i don't know i i don't know but no i th- I, th- I think what what andy says is is quite interesting because when we go out i mean we carol and i went out for a walk on the on the lovely walk on the downs on sunday and um you, you know it's sort of like at the end is oh how many you know how far did you walk how did far did you know how many steps did you do and i think it is just and 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 the one one thing that i have tried to persuade carol to put on her watch because her complaint is because she is now having to work from home still is that i've tried to persuade her to, to ha- put the move alert on um warning on her watch mm-hmm. and she said no I, c- I couldn't do that because she's so stuck in meetings some sometimes that it would, just, it would just irritate me but again as andy says you know it's all these l- little features if you are concerned about your lack of no mobility um then yeah because it's as we all know it's very easy um just to sit around isn't it especially yeah. at the moment when well i mean it's it's becoming easier but certainly if a month or so ago um people who you know we were so stuck inside or all stuck locally 
but having all these little things on watches, I, I think it's fan- fantastic. Yeah, does that move look about twenty minutes in? Is it or half an hour or something? Yeah, like it's that? about think... twenty minutes, I think, isn't it? I think, isn't yeah. it? and it, ju- it it just reminds you you can. Um, I mean, it doesn't really worry me too much, but if you are really stuck behind the desk, uh, then it does. Um, it does. I think it, it does motivate people to think. Oh, I've been sitting this long yeah. and need to get up and move about. Uh-huh. And, it, and that's what they say anyway, isn't it? So yeah, that's really so, yeah. good. Yeah. And what, Andy? What devices are you wearing? So you mentioned that um, your daughter. Um, can we name her? We'll name Rosie. Rosie, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, She was u- using the the Vivo Junior, yeah. which is really a you know a step tracker. Um, that's its main function. But for the kids, what it has, um, it also has things where you can set them chore tasks and the, the earn coins. So she gets coins added onto her watch, which she gets excited about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just, a da- just a daft thing. It's got a timer on it that she uses for her teeth. Right, you know, it's okay, got yeah. a, uh, various timers for kids' activities, you know, which you can set for you're only using the see our, ta- our kids tablet that she uses for so long mm-hmm. but i mean the steps has been the main thing for her mm-hmm. um so yeah she's using it for the steps um my wife actually um she's got one of the the running watches mm-hmm. she's not a runner herself um but when she's out doing her work during the day she's a gardener i'm mm-hmm. sure she won't mind me saying that um the running watch has it, she got it actually it was a very simple good watch advertising and it's good advertising <laughs> with a good size screen and it is a garmin watch um she just wanted something simple um she um because of the work she does she wanted something that was a little bit tougher and not you know a lot of the fitness bands yeah. are very thin bands she wanted something that looked more like a watch with a decent size screen but the fact it just has the steps on it and she likes to have a look at the end of the day and say i've cut the grass on this field and i've done so many steps mm-hmm. and even though she's not a runner it has got gps built in and of course as even you know the advantage of the gps even though she's not actually running she can start a recording it doesn't matter that it tells her she was running and actually see a more precise distance and she loves coming home and saying when i cut the fields or whatever she was doing that day she can see how far she's actually moved rather okay, than yeah. just the steps as mm-hmm. well she'd have a very interesting track handy going oh, up and yeah. cutting the grass yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> but no um I mean, they love using the watches. Um, and I mean, just touching on something with obviously the lockdown and what John mentioned about, and we're talking about the motivating everyone. A friend of mine was feeling quite down and a bit depressed with everything that was going on. He's stuck on his own, hadn't seen family and friends for ages. He's a runner like me, but he hadn't really been getting out and about. So he got himself a Garmin watch started going out and about and I know he'd only had it a day or two when he sent me a message saying the cheeky bugger if you don't mind me saying that uh, <laughs> um, it's telling me to move <laughs> you know what you're talking about the move alert yeah. I mean it's really ju- just got him motivated and got, got him out running again yeah. mm-hmm. because he's looking at what other people are doing mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a great way to get and it. yourself Andy there you are as soon as somebody sits next to me I look what's on their wrist which, what, what device have you oh, been using so, okay. I've moved on I mean I started with my first Garmin watch as you know was the Instinct that's right which has been my favorite watch of all time but i've actually moved on to um a phoenix 5s uh-huh. plus uh-huh. um watch recently um main reason for that um because i love my gadgets and uh-huh. i like changing things <laughs> because i can but uh nothing wrong with the instinct the instinct was wonderful but i wanted someone with some actual maps on some color maps on yeah and because what i'm finding is um ian might have some input on this as well when I'm doing some of the what I call faster activities, where you want to make a decision a little bit quicker when you're following yeah. a route on it, yeah, it's a smaller screen device. I still find it great for following routes and courses, but actually at speed, not that I'm the fastest of runners, but you're going a little bit faster on the bike. 
being able to use, especially when I'm doing turn by turn running on the roads, just to see a, a buzz on my wrist and an arrow pointing. You're coming up to a left turn and right turn. When you're walking, I don't find that quite. I don't. I got away with the instinct really well. I didn't feel I needed that, but I think with the faster activities, having yeah, a map yeah, and just that buzz on the wrist with the arrow pointing you in the direction yeah. you need to go. Yeah, it's interesting yeah, you say that about that buzz on your wrist. Then, so on just cycling, you've not thought it's worthwhile putting a bike mount on there because there is a bike mount that you can mount your watch on. So you, because you, you would rather have that buzz on your wrist, and I'm coming up to a junction, and that, should, and that draws your attention to it rather than mounting it on your yeah. handlebar. I have used, um, I had the, I've, I've got the bike mount as right. well. I've had the instinct on the bike handlebars mm-hmm. works really well. But to be honest, I suppose as I'm getting older and I'm wearing reading glasses now, eyesight. So when I'm cycling, I'm not reading. I'm not wearing reading glasses. So to be honest, just on the wrist, and it, I've got a Garmin by computer, an older one yeah, yeah. that you know doesn't sync directly with the comp, uh, with the apps and that. So I like the fact the watch sinks straight away when I've done an activity and just having it on the wrist is all I need. I don't find that actually look at the screen that much mm-hmm. um, when I've put a course or a route on it because as I get to the junctions I get that buzz and then I can glance down and it's zoomed into a nice big whatever screen it was on it's zoomed into a nice mm-hmm. big arrow showing me where I need to go and it's that I've always said with the watches it's it's a really nice navigational experience without just that buzz draws your attention to it you look at it and then you will turn there so it's it's really inobtrusive isn't it you know, again with your friends it's, it's not beeping at you you're not having yeah. to look at it all the time yeah. and, and yeah. again you just it gives you that guidance as you're wanting isn't it yeah i mean i must going back to the the activities i used to do which was more walking and hiking when i was using the garmin instinct mm-hmm. watch um the main difference being you can still load a course on it but you don't see color maps you've got a monochrome line to follow mm-hmm. um so you don't get that because it hasn't got the map and you don't get that turn by turn routine with the buzzing but to be honest when i was walking i think you more leisurely place or more leisurely pace so when i would get to a junction or something i wasn't sure about you didn't really need to, oh, where's that buzz? Which mm-hmm. way am I going? Because you're, you're walking, you're not having to stop your bike. You can just look down at the watch, zoom in, mm-hmm. see where you need to go next. So that worked well. I think it's as I started doing more cycling again and the running that I um, at a faster pace that I felt, mm-hmm. you know, to have the watch with the colour maps was great. We're getting so many people, so many of customers' podcast listeners as well, are handheld users, and they're now buying instincts as their first step into that navigational wrist navigation so they're using it very much it's, it's not a massive investment but they're using it to measure the steps and their activities and this kind of thing so it's something we're seeing a lot you know i had a guy you know a couple of weeks ago bought one and then literally three days later he bought one for his wife because his wife so that's really quite nice and and there's like a sea foam one and um so it's quite interesting to see a lot of our customers you know the instinct is very very popular with them the handheld users and they've been wanting that bit of a smartwatch bit of a navigational device track their local walks and for mid 200 pound they're really liking that experience don't get me wrong we sell loads of phoenixes um but actually that's more for uh, yeah, more the hardcore person really because it, it's it's reality is they're not they're not cheap are they the phoenixes so. no i mean i'm to be honest i sort of missed the instinct it was it probably be my most favorite garment product mm-hmm. of all time you know when you got it when i got it how excited yeah, i was yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember. mean i look you know you're talking about the price i look at what you get for the money and i i, I compare other products out there you know we're not just garmin i look at other makes and i, I query a lot of manufacturers with features they've got are oh, you going to have this feature or that feature mm-hmm. and when it comes back to when i look at the instinct i think god it's got so much compared to others mm-hmm. for that price bracket um and i think just I things think... sorry so, sorry no, well, uh, I think the other thing is is that apart from that, it's monochrome. It doesn't have maps. It does everything 
that the really expensive phoenixes does yeah, yeah. That, that, doesn't it and that's the thing but to, to me it was them the, it feature packed loads of things like yeah. Ian's just said that the phoenixes do just about the color maps but having that monochrome screen and battery life mm-hmm. was tremendous and it was so lightweight you never knew you were wearing it now i must admit i've got the smaller phoenix so it's the 5s because mm-hmm. i don't like something that's too big on my mm-hmm. wrist and it is comfortable it's nice to wear but i still think the instinct's probably been the most comfortable mm-hmm. out of any of the sort of fitness watches that i've tried over the years obviously when i was working for you we, we had so many different watches to try mm-hmm. the instinct is so comfortable you don't know you're wearing it mm-hmm. and just that great battery and i've noticed since i saw you last weekend you've got a different strap on your phoenix from there so oh. you, you like the the way you can swap straps you would expect nothing less from you andy really would you really? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a mixture of a garmin straps and third party straps you know? oh, so hopefully it's not a garmin strap i was <laughs> swapping them because they're not cheap, are they? Oh, no. Um, I mean, there's third-party <laughs> ones out there, and you've just got to be careful that they're good quality ones. Um, and with the 5S being slightly smaller strap, you get with it as standard. I haven't got big, big wrists, and I could get away with a standard strap, but I felt I just it was better just to have something slightly longer, which I have the Garmin one that's slightly longer, mm-hmm. as well as a third-party strap, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You like it. You I, like them. I love... I mean... The colour maps has just been the big thing for me. It does everything the Instinct does. Or the other way, the Instinct does everything the Phoenix 5S Plus does. Mm-hmm. I've just now added those maps. So that experience of the cycling and running is just so much better. And I mean, i tell you something I get asked a lot about, especially since I've changed the watch and people look, look, look at the what it can do and the type of watch I've got. And I often get comments from family and friends I thought these watches, especially these ones with all these extra features, were more for the the club runner, the amateur runner, yeah. the more semi-professional. I, I, I don't think people sometimes realise how easy they are to use and what you can actually mm-hmm. get out of them. You don't have to be some expert in running, cycling, etc. It's that for everyone, yeah. to be honest. And they're so easy to start recording that activity. It's literally just press the start button and start recording it. And then at the end, it just gives you a wealth of stats, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's phenomenal, really, the information yeah. it gives you. So, uh, And I think the thing is, is that, um, you know, sort of progressing it into the Garmin Connect app when we were out on the weekend, um, it, well, and and its, its use. I mean, you know, we were out on the downs. We knew where we were going. Um, I certainly wasn't taking a GPS with me to mm-hmm. where we were on the South Downs. And, you know, but we had the watches. Uh, we did alter our walk every now and again on the Downs, which was nice. So you had something, but we knew the area in. But by the time we got back in, by the time we, I got back in the car, Carol had turned the car around and I turned my phone on. All the stuff was already sitting on the Garmin Connect app. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, like it wasn't as if you had to wait an hour for all no. this information to download itself it, it it's just there isn't it it it's, is um it's instant and uh yeah oh, it's, it's very sophisticated amazing. i think that's it the the, the the way it can it works with the uh, syncs with the app and that as you say it just happens yeah. doesn't it you, you, yeah. you need very little skill level to do it we can yeah. do it anybody can do it yeah. you know, you know go, it, going back to the app the connect app that's an interesting point um my friend who I was mentioning who just got this Garmin watch recently, he had been using uh, his phone just with Strava mm-hmm. and he was getting a bit frustrated, not so much with the Strava app because it's, it's a nice app and as we know Garmin Connect syncs with Strava as well, but it was the carrying the phone, sometimes the phone was turning off and he was losing data, losing these run recordings and of course draining battery on his phone etc. Um, 
and since he's got the Garmin watch, he's looking at the Connect app and saying, wow, the stuff that's mm -hmm. on here. And it's, of course, it's free. You buy your Garmin watch, the app's free. And what he was noticing, um, and it's probably the same other apps as well, they've got to be there to make some money because they're not selling products. Mm -hmm. um, Strava, as an example, um, they're starting to charge for some of the features, whether they'll charge for more and more as time goes on, which I understand why, and it is mm -hmm. a nice app. Garmin Connect's free. Mm -hmm. So if you own a Garmin product and suddenly you've got other apps where they're starting to charge and you don't want to pay that money, mm -hmm. share with your friends on the Garmin Connect app, as mm -hmm. I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. See all that information. Mm -hmm. You can still sync with the Strava. Mm -hmm. But like Ian says, it's instant. My friend's even finding some of his short runs where he doesn't take his phone with him because it's just out his front door. Mm -hmm. He comes home and within you know 10 seconds, mm -hmm. it's that data is on the Garmin Connect app and synced with Strava as well. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And I think, and I think John and Andy, the other, I think the other, I think one of the best things about the Garmin Connect app is, is that, as you know, that if you're out with your phone and you take a few photos, there's this little app called Relive, yes, and and you can create your own little video of of from from the Garmin Connect app. They they sync with one another, and you can, and Relive because obviously all the photographs on your phone are are all geo-referenced that in your little video you get all the way where you took the photographs yeah. as well i think yeah. it's brilliant i think it really is and all brilliant. your heart rates integrate into there as oh, well yeah. so as you climb up the hill you see when you just about to have it, the heart attack tells you. <laughs> yeah i've used to relive as well no it's, a good it's app. brilliant it's another one garmin but, connect does sync with various mm -hmm. yeah other i mean it's very good <laughs> that's fantastic i think that's just really covered a lot of areas there so i think it's, it's really good so i think what we'll do is we'll wind that conversation up we're going to keep Andy here for our top tips so we might be able to bring some in there so <laughs> if you want to find out more about garmin gps watches and devices that we've discussed please just go to our website gpstraining.co.uk and click on gps store the next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions he gets asked while supporting our customers. Before we start, Ian, I'm going to tell you about one conversation I had. I hope he's not going to tell me off this guy. So the GPS guy called Gordon from from Blackburn. Blackburn? Blackburn. No. Anyway, does it really matter where it's from? Anyway. Gordon really, from Blackburn. Gordon from Blackburn. <laughs> he rang up every day um, for a, a, a daily chat. And after last month's podcast, or last week's podcast, which was two weeks ago, he rang up at half past nine the following morning after it was announced on the, on the Monday morning, or Tuesday morning it would have been, and said, uh, can I just clarify about this map situation? No, we discussed the accuracy of ordnance survey maps. So yeah. I, I, I reassured him because he didn't understand what we had said. But I, I can totally understand nobody understands what we talk about on the podcast. So in the conversation, did you did you ask did you enjoy the podcast? And he says, actually, it was quite boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought there's a, there's a vote of confidence for us, Ian. So you thought oh, it was quite dear. boring. Well, right? there you go. It takes it 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 takes all, doesn't it? <laughs> so, I don't think he was ready for the the hour of the podcast. So I thought I'll just uh, that's some nice positive feedback for the effort we put into it, Ian, isn't it? But then we had a customer who contacted us this week. Who said that he really enjoyed listening to the podcast? Oh, well, there you are. That's the one. Then. So we can always hear still. We saw. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people. I, I when I speak to, I speak to a lot of people of the podcast. They don't really understand it's a long format thing. They think it's something they're going to jump into, yeah. like a video we've done, which is going to yeah. be four or five minutes. Then when yeah. we're still going yeah. after an hour, they kind of yeah. go really. And well, I do. I do John, go on, John. I mean, I don't sit down. I think the thing is, you don't sit down and listen to a podcast. Do no, you? no, you don't. You listen to a podcast 
whilst you're doing something. That's right, yes. That's, that's, that's the way to deal with any podcast. That's exactly so, right. If you're going to sit down yeah. for an hour and just listen to uh, Ian Massaf and Andy. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> At least I get paid to do it. <laughs> okay, back to Ian's FAQs. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, so your first FAQ, Ian, is about the internal storage of Garmin GPS units and, yes. yeah, and SatMap units, isn't it? Really? Yeah, as I say, it's a complete, It's because I said to you, uh, rather than do an individual one, this month, for some reason, I don't know why, there's been a bit of a common theme going through a few of our customers where, for some reason, I don't know, it's because they've got more time on their hands at the moment because we're still not quite out of, you know, we can travel more, but not totally um but they really seem to be going into the <laughs> depths of their gps's and doing things they really shouldn't be doing and then phoning us up and saying it's not working or it's draining my batteries badly or it's or whatever because this kind of originates from i think last month's podcast did we not discuss yeah, we made extra it, yeah. folders within a sat map yeah, that we found yeah, then was draining the battery it. on yeah, it that, uh, but then it, yeah. since then we've had a number of reoccurring <laughs> things but that's been on Garmin's, John. That's, yes. And that's been on Garmin customers. So it's because I don't think we've had any more SatMap customers, but certainly we've had, I mean, you've had one. I've had two mm -hmm. um, in the last month where people have been going into the depths of their GPSs and really changing stuff that they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I think the reality is that people don't know what we're talking about. Is when you plug your Garmin into a PC mm. and a Mac, it shows its external drive, doesn't it? That's right, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. As well. yeah. And then we, then we, you can explore that as an external drive. Now, what you should do is close that down. We shouldn't be really using looking in the internal storage of your GPS device yeah, unless think, you really know what you're looking. I think at. a lot of the vitrine and videos I did, I used to show when you connect a, um, your GPS to your computer and it opens up the external drive just to shut it down. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, and what's happening is, what Ian's experienced, there's quite a few customers now going into that and, and playing it's and deleting. And, um, and, and and there's all sorts of, there's, well, the important operating system of the GPS units in there, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. And as I say, I think, you know, so basically what I think we need to have a very quick chat about other times when, the, the extraordinary mm -hmm. times, the exceptions when you may need to go into it. And, you know, when I said to you, we, you know, I think we should have a little chat about this. I could only think of three instances for a Garmin mm -hmm. when you would really, when you should go into it. Sometimes, um, as we know, that when we connect the G, the Garmin, uh, Garmin to the computer, loads up Basecamp, Basecamp says that there's cor a corrupt GPX file. And the only way that you can delete the GPX file is to go into the internal storage of the Garmin internal storage into the GPX folder and delete the the um, specific GPX file. And the reason for that folder. is because it's corrupted, it's not shown in Garmin it, Basecamp, is yeah. it? Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, you can't repair this, you can't repair it, you can't refresh it, you can't do anything. The, the only option is to delete it, and the only way of deleting it is through going through the Windows File Explorer or the Mac uh, Finder that, mm -hmm. and looking at the internal storage. So that's one. Yeah. The other one is that Basecamp, uh, as, and it took me a bit of time to get my, my head around this because I remember phoning Andy. Um, <laughs> when we did, um, uh, so I was doing a one-to-one -one down in the New Forest and I, 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 I said to Andy, why, why isn't this, 
you know these these tracks de de deleting themselves and then Andy reminded me that it's the activity so it's the fit file so all the new GPSs they record as well as a GPX file the fit file and with the new ones you can't split them out between in the setup um, between a GPX and the fit file they they both record at yeah. the same time and so when you get to looking in Basecamp, you've got a set of files. So if you've got the correct date going forward, um, they're the FIT files. And if the date is in reverse, so the year is shown first, it's the GPX file. Um, and you Basecamp will not delete the FIT files. So the only way that, you, again, you can delete the FIT files if you want to. Um, and I suppose over a period of time, if you're using your GPS a lot, they will... I mean, there are only a few kilobytes. It's not a lot, but over a period of time, yeah, you'll build up a few FIT files. Um, so that's another... Quickly, another. Yeah. <clears throat> Andy, what's the difference between a GPX file and a FIT file? What, what's the difference yeah. information it's that because, FIT file um, with, with Garmin, with the, with um, historically the handheld GPS devices, we used them with this Basecamp software mm -hmm. on a computer. And the GPX file that you record, the data that it records, the information about where you've walked, cycled, height, etc. That was designed for Basecamp software and sharing across multi-platforms with people who own other makes of GPS. It's a universal mm -hmm. platform. But when Garmin started using more and more mobile apps like the Connect app and anyone who uses the Garmin Explore app, mm -hmm. they need to read a different format. I'm not going to the science, not necessarily mm -hmm. technology of that, but they read a different format, which is the FIT file. Right. So because a lot of the new devices now, um, obviously you can still use them with Basecamp software on a computer, so they need that GPX file. But if you're syncing it with the apps, like we talked about the Connect app mm -hmm. earlier, mm -hmm. it needs that FIT file, which I assume was a shortened version for fitness. Fitness yeah. file. I mean, basically, know. it holds all your all the health data. The heart, oh, yeah, yeah, the yes, heart rate and things like the that. Health yeah. data steps and heart rate and stuff mm -hmm. like that. because so. a lot of customers are using the new devices, not just with Basecamp software, but with the apps as well. Mm -hmm. You want to record both the files. And yeah. It just yeah. to me, it just means when you're on Basecamp software, you see the same file. It looks like it's there twice. Never worried me. I just you know once you knew why they were there, mm -hmm. but understanding's point that over time you might want to delete them. And that's how you do it manually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I say because because otherwise, you know, if, when when you look at your tracks, the tracks through Basecamp, you've got a whole like double list, haven't you, mm -hmm. of of the GPX files and the FIT files. And we can't and delete them in Garmin Basecamp. The only way of doing it is going into the internal is storage. Going into, into the internal storage. storage. Or on, yeah. on the device yeah. itself. I know on the watch you delete them on the device itself. Is it the same on the handhelds for the FIT files? Can you delete them on? The no, you can't. You can't delete yeah. the FIT. It, it's it seems it seems to be only through. Um, going into the internal store, and are they in a folder is... called Fit? Are they? Are they they're, uh, in... they're activities. Activities. So, right. Yeah. So, so the so the folder is called activities, and as I say, without you know, I know that you've got you published the notes, John. We've mm -hmm. got all the instructions there, but uh, you know, I, I, th I think the the bottom line, and there's one other time when you would go, which were the internal storage which we'll talk about in a minute but i think the thing is customers really do have to be so careful what yeah. they're doing it's not for the faint-hearted doing something like this mm -hmm. and and you know i know in the instructions because i sort of like rewrote them a bit uh for our for when we send instructions to our customers that basically a they have to be very careful and b they really are doing everything at their own you know <laughs> it's 
they take responsibility for what they do at the end of the day. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and um, so the first yeah. thing, so the only time we're going to go into it is corrupt GPX files and deleting FIT files, and then the third time we go into internal storage, Ian, is. Well, you do have an option if you want to. If you, um, when people download bird's eye mapping uh, from the Garmin server, they can. I, I mean, it seems that nowadays, I don't know when this changed, but um, when you do the download, a, a folder is automatically created within Basecamp for your bird's eye maps. I think once once upon a time you had to do it all a bit manually, but it seems to be a much more of an automatic process now of this fold this folder in the list so you've got a double storage in your um so your maps are backed up in Basecamp. but if you really do want to make sure that you've saved your bird's eye maps uh -huh. uh, then you can transfer them onto a your computer or onto a usb drive or something not that you can use them because they need to be reinstalled to be read by Basecamp or the gps but you can back them up to a um uh to a different device and for that you use the the gps as the halfway house to do the backup so you um copy them from off the gps onto the usb drive or whatever but you know at the end of the day you've just got to be you've got to be careful when you're starting playing around stuff like that i, I, I think but yeah i mean i i had a customer who recently she um they'd uh they'd taken off the activity in the bird's eye mapping folder mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. off the internal storage of their GPS. I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, <laughs> sort of like, and it was with great trepidation. I put it back on thinking, I hope the thing's going to work again. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the thing but, is customers do. It's quite hard because at least we can compare it to what it should be like. Yeah. You know, we can look at the file structure. You no, know, I open up a yeah. GPS that's, um, our own GPS and then the customer's GPS and yeah. see which bits are missing. But if customers start deleting folders and, and various things, they don't have that knowledge to go and suddenly the GPS is no longer booting up or something's going wrong with it. And because something fundamental has been taken off the internal storage, isn't if it? If in doubt, don't delete, I think. Well, exactly, yeah. Speak to, speak to the experts. <laughs> yeah. Or the other thing as well, I know you've done this bit when we did some videos on when we're having problems updating the top active mapping, is take it off and just drop it on your on your desktop, isn't it? So oh, you, that's you, another it, one, John. It's, it's another one. Uh, I know. That that I, heard, I heard about that one actually. The, uh, but actually, if you are take, put it, drop it on your desktop, then you can always put it back, isn't it? So you yeah. say, don't delete, yeah. just remove I it. I must admit, when I update maps on my cycling unit that I've still got an old cycling unit and my watch, exactly what John said, that I'll copy and paste anything I'm going to delete first mm -hmm. off mm -hmm. onto the computer, mm -hmm. and then if it does go wrong and I delete some, I, I can just put it back in. So yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, we won't talk about the gentleman. Yeah, I'm not, anyway, we won't go into Ian. I know exactly where he's coming from about the was it the everything being dragged onto his desktop on the Mac thing, hadn't it? So that was yeah. a, the sat map. So <laughs> <laughs> he did remove the files off his GPS and put them onto yeah. the, uh, the desktop on his Mac, um, of which that's quite a, a fundamental thing of, of why it was going wrong, really, wasn't it? Yes. So. Okay, yeah, so I'll give yeah. links to all these in the in the notes. So again, the yeah. three reasons we're going to going to internal storage the only three reasons as ian rightly says is corrupt gpx files and we've got a link of how you can remove those in the show notes deleting fit files again there's a link of how to do that in the show notes and then backing up your bird's eye map again there's a link there of how you can do that so a sat map top tip ian for this month um well, go on. 
Yeah, I mean, basically, again, on the same theme, John, the only time I can think of ever going into the internal storage on your SatMap, oh, well, yeah, so we've got the copying and pasting facility, which we know you can do for your GPX mm -hmm. files between Expedition 2, your computer, and the GPS and vice versa. But the only time that I can think of actually altering anything in the Active 20 is that it seems that when you get a new Active 20, a lot of them just don't have a roots folder. And even if when you transfer a new route for the very first time onto the Active 20, no matter what you do to it, it doesn't seem to create a roots folder by itself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't sort of prompt the unit to say, oh, I've got a root in here, I'm now going to create a folder. So I have quite a few times created a folder, just literally a roots folder, on the internal storage of the Active 20 for, for customers, and then everything is absolutely fine. And that um, then shows on the device as well, doesn't it? On yes, the, and, the and then it shows, mm -hmm. absolutely. I mean, it's strange because on Garmin's, if you delete all your roots off a of Garmin, um, so you have nothing in at all, um, the roots folder di disappears, but the moment you put a root back into a Garmin GPS, it it, it, it the roots folder reappears. For some reason, it, it doesn't. Um, or it doesn't seem to do uh, on an active twenty, um, but it's that's so that so the only folder I so the only thing I can think of doing is literally creating that folder for the first time, um, and and as I say, we've uh, you know we had I had a customer not so long ago, not only what we talked about last month, but another customer this month who'd created a subfolder within the root folder, mm -hmm. and you know it it's just things just not going to work, mm -hmm. um, or mm -hmm. it's going to certainly start draining things at batteries and causing problems so um so yeah and so, again we've yeah, sorry so that's the reason you'll do it so there's some instructions be there. so again um there's instructions in the show notes about how you can create that roots folder and then also how you get that to appear actually on the gps device isn't there yeah so wearables absolutely. ian when would you go into internal storage on your pc or mac with wearables well really <laughs> very rarely i mean again um you can delete the fit files if you wanted to mm -hmm. from uh the wear from the watch um courses so a route that we put into the watch can't be deleted although you can see it on your watch and base camp mm -hmm. you can't delete them because they don't you just don't have an option mm -hmm. um so the only way to delete the any routes that you've put onto your watch is in the internal storage under the courses so what just um, clarify that for people who are listening is a route on a watch is called a course, course. Isn't it? so that's yes there, which could yeah. be a route or a track Am yeah. I right under you yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah as i say it's yeah yeah i, I did discover the other day um because i hadn't realized how you do this on the watch itself um you can delete the courses <laughs> activity zines already mentioned of course you can yeah but it, it took a while for me to figure this out you probably already knew this but on the watch you can uh you go onto the navigate, pick the yeah, course you want to navigate, yeah, and, and then the you can delete. Mm -hmm. To delete it, yeah. It's a bit yeah. tedious, though, if you've got loads and you want to delete loads. Absolutely. So <laughs> I still think well, you go into the storage potentially is a quicker way of mm -hmm. deleting them as long as you're careful. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 
Good, so that's how it on a wearables. The that's only time you'd use yep. it is deleting your fit files and deleting your courses. You would go into the internal storage of how you do that. Uh, Mac cards, Ian. <laughs> so, again, when we plug our Garmin into a PC or a Mac, we get two uh, Windows Explorers open up, which one is the internal storage, which has a blue triangle, which is the internal storage of the device, and the other one is a Mac card. Often it's an F drive or something like that, isn't it? I think. Yeah, and, and exactly the same on the Active 20 as well. John, um, yep. you know the the map card shown as, as as a separate drive. Basically, we've had customers say, "Oh, I've got lots of room on my on, on my SD card. Can I store photographs or maps or whatever?" And if it's a preloaded Garmin map card, then just please or sat map card, please don't touch them. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's as simple as that. Don't you don't put it. And you had, I think, this month a customer who'd been storing all sorts of things on on a map card mm -hmm. and you know map cards are for maps and i mean the the only exception to all of this is as as i know we've talked about in many podcasts before is open street mapping mm -hmm. you again you would have a so you know make sure that you have a separate sd card for open street mapping mm -hmm. and that sort of moving that sort of mapping on and off is a totally different thing altogether but if it's a garmin map card or a sat map map card just please don't touch them. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Because they are expensive. They are expensive, yes. £149 or £349 yeah. for a Garmin one. And it is a common occurrence. You know, we get quite a few emails from people who had the units for years you know, outside the support period, but actually suddenly it's not reading the maps and they've, they've accidentally deleted it. They've not, not realised what it was. And Garmin will reburn it for a small cost. So if you've still got mm. the original micro SD card, if you if you speak to Garmin, they will reburn it, but they do charge you for that service. Um, yeah. So again, and uh, yeah, the joys of ringing Garmin you, you, you've wasted three quarters of an hour of your life and, and <laughs> hard cash because you've not um, because you've not yeah you've accidentally deleted it. So that's a really yeah. good top tip there for map cards. Andy, if you could, I'm going to throw you a top tip. Have you got anything off the top of your head? An Andy top it. tip. Andy top tip. Come on, we miss our Andy yeah, top tips. Um, I tell you what, I do a lot with uh, this. Is going back to the wearables, the, the Garmin watches that I wear, whether it be the Instinct or the Phoenix Five. Um, I often get sent routes of friends. We talked about GPX files, mm -hmm. um, so a course on a route. Or I use an app called View Ranger mm -hmm. with my watch. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll create a route on View Ranger. And what I do is I'll download it to my phone, save the route to my phone as a GPX file. Yeah. I know we all use different phones, but you get options on your phone to save files. To You might have a download folder, or I think on my phone that uses the Google OneDrive, yeah. I save these GPX files. How do I then get them on my watch? I don't want to use a computer, don't even want to use a tablet. Yeah. What I do on my phone, any GPX file that I've been sent or uploaded from, say, the, the ViewRanger mm -hmm. app, on my phone, when you find that GPX file in your downloads, you get the option when you hold on it to say, what do you want to open that file with? Mm -hmm. And I'll select Open with Garmin Connect, then Garmin Connect will open, and I get an option to give the... So you have to give the GPX file what what type of route is it? Is it a hill? Uh, sorry, a trail run, a mountain bike. It doesn't actually have the option hiking, but I'll just select something like other. You can give it a name, and then you can see all the information about that route in Garmin Connect. The reason I do it, I can then send it to the watch. Yeah. Because of course with Garmin Connect, it works both ways. You can get the data from your watch, mm -hmm. but you can send any courses that you've now got in Garmin Connect straight to the watch within seconds. Mm -hmm. So it's a way I can send third party. GPX files to the watch quickly by using Garmin Connect on mm -hmm. your phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's 
Yes, yeah, because it's, 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 we discussed this when you were in a couple of weeks ago, actually. It's, it's quite an easy way that not many people know a way of transferring. Because we, we're used to using the Explore app with the 66S, and, and uh, with, the, with the Connect, we can do it with most of the Garmin devices. Because most Garmin GPSs now know Oregon's are paired with the Garmin uh, Connect, because uh, we need so that for the live weather updates and, and uh, the, the live notifications. So you have to have it paired with the Connect app. So. People do often when they try and pair this, their GPS, we go into the um, the Bluetooth setting. That's the wrong way to do it. We need to do it through the Connect app, and therefore we get the ability of sending GPS files. There's something that that's what, that was my question to Andy this morning, Ian, when he first came in. I said, I had a customer wanted to do this. Can you do this with an Oregon? He said, Well, I can't see any reason why we can't do it with an Oregon of sending it through the Connect app, um, a GPS yeah. file because it is paired. So um, it certainly works with the the watches. And yeah. That's what I use. That's how I get my courses onto me watch mm-hmm. um, that I've got downloaded from another app you know mm-hmm. I, I think though that the you see I've tried I, you see I've I've had this question as, as, as well and I don't think you can do it on the mobile you, you can do it through Garmin Connect can't yeah, you with the actual online connect the, yes. the, the, the actual computer so if you're at a computer you can do it but I don't think you can do it on the app, I mean, it could be because I've tried it, but I could be wrong. But um, with a handheld device, you can with the wearable, yeah. not with a handheld device. Yeah, because I've try and mention mm-hmm. it in your mm-hmm. next podcast. There you are. There's yeah. our, that's our, our yeah, that's our that's our that's our next topic. But no, I say I know you can do it. I know you can do it off the desktop. So so if you're on you know on the on your Connect account because mm-hmm. you can send a GPX file. I mean, I do I do know that, but I, I don't think you can do it through the App. You should be able to. Intel device. We'll have a play with that, then that can be our challenge. Uh, a challenge. We can have a full article on it next, <laughs> in next month's podcast. It works oh, God. well with the watch. Well, well, well hopefully it won't be too boring, John. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I was just having a look at that. In the online resource, I'm using some cracking ones on the Connect online or logging on. Yeah. It's a very small piece of software actually a lot of people forget about logging on in the connect online yeah and uh, you did some videos of how you set it up and this kind of thing i know i had a few customers who are wanting to that know eg they've got a tablet when they're out and about and the connect app is a nice way of managing that data yeah when they've yeah. not got garmin base camp and um yeah. it's something we we forget and i personally forget but i, I know i had a customer with problems and i looked at those videos and thought that's a really good way of step by step setting garmin connect up you know for a walker um, because it is more meant for the the running and yeah. the fitness side, but for handheld units, we can we can still use it. Yeah, we? it's a good point. Yeah, rather than we're talking about mobile phones, but if you you know you maybe someone who just wants to come after every few days, you want to sync your runs and cycle rides with the app, and you don't necessarily want to use it on your phone, so you can put the app on a tablet, so you've got that bigger mm-hmm. screen and it mm-hmm. looks nice on the tablet, and then with the Bluetooth on your tablet, you can sync the data mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's a bit like planning a route. Off the Garmin, off your Garmin Explore account, it, it isn't is, it? Yeah, that's right. It, yeah. It, and and you know, I forget about that because I think everyone just focuses focus on the Garmin Explore app mm-hmm. on the on the phone or a or, or a tablet or whatever. But you can do exactly the same and more mm-hmm. if you go to your Garmin Explore account online. Yeah, mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's all changing. Good old uh, Basecamp, you know. We, we don't even mention anymore, you know. It's, uh, we're all getting too technical in our old yeah, days. So uh, yeah. that's brilliant. So, Ian, yes. thank you very much for your FAQs this month. Don't forget, we oh, have welcome, lots John. of top tips and solutions to all your questions in the GPS Training online resource. Go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on online resource on the top menu bar, and then you simply just log in.
And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS training podcast. If there's anything you would like us to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. Please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. Please do both have a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS training courses. Our courses are back online um, after the COVID restrictions. Um, so we're, those being lifted, we're putting more courses online and we'll hopefully be, be well we will be delivering from august uh fingers crossed and there's lots of ifs and buts at the moment as i look to ian as i say that but we'll get there ian in the end <laughs> we will somehow <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget you can give us a please do give us a five star rating on itunes or the google podcast um for android users and if you can leave us a snazzy review that is also appreciated so many thanks andy and ian for joining me on this month's chain podcast so a little chat andy it's been good to have you back yeah, on yeah, I hope good, you've enjoyed good to talk to you, Andy. Yeah, very good. I'm sure I'll be back again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a technical nightmare. This we had to buy extra bits, you know, for Andy because I kind of how are we going to get Ian on Zoom and then uh, Andy and I in a separate mic? So a good job, yeah. Ian. You can't see our desk of wires hanging everywhere. It's just split uh, everything. So we can distance ourselves. It's a, it's a, <laughs> It's a health health and safety nightmare. Obviously, when Andy rocked in the quarter, I said, "Have you got your headphones, Andy?" He went, Oh no! I, I said, well, that I said, missed that message. Yeah. I said, you won't be hearing yeah. then. I said, that's not going to work. <laughs> well, it's no loss. <laughs> so we've been rummaging in for, uh, for for headphones. We managed to get there in the end. So yeah. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good to have us all on. So yes, yeah, thanks great. guys for joining me on this month's GPS training podcast. Thanks for listening to the GPS training podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.